0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast, Persistent in Silence. Today, I will start with an excerpt from my book, Unanswered Prayer, What Do You Do When God is Silent? Now, this excerpt is loosely based on Ecclesiastes 3.1, and it reads, there is a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven. Time. That's a nasty little four-letter word. Now, time can be our best friend or it can be our worst enemy, especially when it comes to prayer. We pray and wait for an answer from God. Our ideal prayer cycle, we pray, wait, God answers. But what happens when that cycle is not completed with an answer from God? Do you start the cycle all over again? Absolutely. The passion that we have is still there. So we pray. We wait. But again, God says nothing. You really want to say, hey, God, still waiting. Now what? We tend to pray again. And this time, we add a new layer. We plead with God. We go through a list of our questions. God, do you see my heartache? Oh God, do you see my trouble? God, are you listening? Can you hear me? What did I do to deserve this? Please tell me. Still no answer. Finally, we add our most desperate layer. We bargain with God. God, if you will just do this one thing for me, then I will. Dot dot dot. Now you add your own dot 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 because we've all bargained with God. And that is the title of this week's episode, Bargaining with God. going to look at Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Now Hannah is one of two wives of Elkanah. The other wife is Peninnah. We're going to use the message translation and we'll begin at verse 3. Every year this man, Elkanah, went from his hometown up to Shiloh to worship and offer a sacrifice to God of the angel armies. Eli and his two sons, Hophni and Peninnas, served as the priest of God there. When Elkanah sacrificed, he passed helpings from the sacrificial meal around to his wife Peninnah and all her children. But he always gave an especially generous helping to Hannah because he loved her so much and because God had not given her children. Now. This is the most heartbreaking part of this scripture. But her rival wife taunted her cruelly, rubbing it in and never letting her forget that God had not given her children. This went on year after year. Every time she went to the sanctuary of God, she could expect to be taunted. Hannah was reduced to tears and had no appetite. Sometimes you cannot hide the reality of your unanswered prayer. It is out there for the world to see. Hannah's reality was that she not only did not have children, she did not have sons. And that day, that was shameful. Unfortunately, Penina took this opportunity, and as we just read, she took advantage of every opportunity to rub this reality in her face. This kind of treatment is one of the biggest deterrents to sharing our heartbreak with others. The fear of what they will do with our most intimate prayer to God. In this case, Hannah was reduced to tears and she had no appetite. It is one thing to cry uncontrollably to God out of pain, but it's another to be provoked to this point. With unanswered prayer, prayer veterans like we are, have spent countless nights crying out to God. But, In the safety of our home, our bedrooms, our prayer closets, our safe place. Just us and God talking about our pain, talking about our unanswered prayer, our most sacred time with Him. Fortunately for us, God keeps our secrets and He comforts us. Hannah was so distraught that not even Elkanah could console her. He really tried. He said, oh Hannah, why are you crying? Question number two, why aren't you eating? Question number three, and why are you so upset? Question number four, am I not of more worth to you than ten sons? Now I'm sure at this point Hannah wanted to scream and say stop talking to me. Your questions are not making me feel any better. It would have been okay if she had a bit of a tantrum, but she didn't. She exercised control and did something even better. When they had finished eating the sacrificial meal, she got up and went to the sanctuary to talk it over with the only one who could help her. She prayed to God. The New Living Translation says that she was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed. I am sure that this was not the first and only time that she had prayed about having children. And I'm absolutely certain that this was a very familiar topic between her and God. There is no doubt in my mind that this was a persistent prayer. It is one that she had put before God on many, many occasions. You see, we can never give up. What would have happened if she had just gone home and accepted what she thought was her fate? Oh, well, I prayed, God didn't answer, I guess I'm just really not meant to have children. Really? I've said it once, and I will say it again, until God says no, never, never stop praying. We know that God is not deaf. We know that he hears our prayers. Sometimes, we just have to let him know how important our prayers are to us, simply by being persistent in our prayers. Ironically, the name Hannah means grace or favor. Now, until this point, we have not seen much grace or favor upon the life of Hannah, especially in the area of having children. Hannah makes a bargain with God. Let's listen to that bargain. She said, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me, And forget not your servant, but give her a son. Then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. Now, let's be honest you have no children, you are being taunted by the most fertile person that you know about not having children. But you make a promise to God that if he blesses you with the son, you will give him back. Now, if it had been me, I would have prayed for two sons. I would have said, God, I'll keep the first. I'll give you the second son. But you know what? God blesses first fruits. That's another subject for another day. You know, sometimes we don't realize the serious consequences of layering our prayers with bargains to God. Hannah was persistent in her prayers to God. She absolutely meant everything she said to him. We are quick to say, well, you know, God knows my heart. He knew that I really wanted to have children, especially a son but I really want to keep my son with me. Yes, God really does know your heart. And he knew that Hannah was truly, truly sincere when she said she would give her son back to him. Now, Samuel was about three years old when Hannah took him back to Shiloh. They, Elkanah, Penina and all her children. They took sacrificial offerings, and after they had sacrificed the bull, they took Samuel to Eli and left him. He was three. Hannah wasn't kicking. She wasn't screaming. She wasn't crying, holding on to him for dear life. Listen to what she said to Eli. Pardon me, my Lord, as surely as I live, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord for for his whole life. He will be given over to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord there. It is one thing to be persistent in prayer, It's another thing to follow through on our promises to God. When God answers, we must honor him with integrity by following through on our layers of bargains and deals with him. Now, I believe that since Hannah kept her promise to God, she gave him back the answer to her prayer. I believe that God blessed her with seven children because of this. He gave her seven children. Read chapter two. God is faithful. He hears. He answers. He does exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Keep your promises When God answers your most persistent prayer to Him, keep your promise. Do what you said. I will end the podcast each week with something called Food for Thought. Now, Food for Thought is a little nugget written by my sister Vivian. She writes it every Wednesday on her Facebook page, so please check her out at Vivian Agnew. Now, this week's Food for Thought reads, Waiting on God is hard. You pray and wait and wonder if God heard your prayer. And of course, you know he did. Waiting for the answer you want God to give you does not mean that's what you get. You have to wait and don't rush God because when he does answer, he's right on time. Believing in the power of prayer helps also. Prayer changes things, and prayer still works. God is not denying you by not answering right away. You have to just trust His timing because God is always right on time. Psalm 2714 says, Wait for the Lord, be strong, and take heart. Wait for the Lord. Isaiah 64.4 says, Since ancient times no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Romans 8:24-25: For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. And that's it for today. Have a wonderfully blessed week, and we'll talk again next week. God bless you.